this class, Gita chapter 4, Yoga of Renunciation of Action in Wisdom. Topic 2, How Self Relates to Action. Any questions before we begin? So, in life, We have a choice. We can either concentrate on the physical body and become a physical person. Concentrate on the mind and you become an emotional person. The intellect and you become an intellectual person. Or you can concentrate on the self and you become a what do you become? Concentrate on the self. You become a spiritual person. The choice is yours. The self-knowledge we are studying allows us to be aware of the higher, aware of that entity beyond this world. It allows us to be able to concentrate on the self. You're on mute. Anika, you're on mute. I'm not sure how that happened because I didn't okay. touch him. <laughs> there you go. You're right now. He said the host muted me. I thought you muted me. He had enough of me. <laughs> so any questions? So you have the choice of what you want to focus on. So last week we covered verse 10. Ignorance of the self creates desires. Most of us in this class had no knowledge of the self, knowledge of Atman, the purpose of life before you came across these classes. You had some idea, but nothing 100%. We can say you are ignorant of the self. What removes ignorance is knowledge, knowledge of the self. How does one become one with the self? The Lord, Lord Krishna says, by being free from desire. It's the desires and his modifications that are a barrier between man and God. 
Desires is the reason why one is ignorant of the self. God. Man minus desires equals God. And what do we do all our life? We create more desires, new desires. We become a victim of our desires. We don't know anything else. Everyone in the world, that's all they're doing. Fulfilling desires, creating new desires. The difference between a self-realized God person and a worldly person is desires. That's it. That's the culprit. And this knowledge, knowledge of the self, helps purify those desires. They make them more subtle, more higher. You can't get rid of your desires, but you can change your desires for them to become more spiritual, more higher. Our goal in life as a human being should be a reaching self-realization. How do we do this? How do we do this? How can we reach that state? Discovering verse 10 last week. How can we do this? How can we become spiritually developed? What can we do? Increase your knowledge, um, follow study at appropriate times. Yeah, what else? What else can we do? Reduce our desires. Reduce our desires. What does the scriptures prescribe to help you reduce your desires? What does the scriptures advise us to do? Performing three yogas. Karma yoga. Karma, unselfish action for the body. You reduce the physical desires. Bhakti, devotion for the mind. Bhakti yoga, devotion for the mind. You, those emotions are purified. Jnana, jnana yoga, self-knowledge for the intellect. Self-study, satsang. All these spiritual exercises helps us to eradicate our desires and reach the self. Lord Krishna says, free from desire, fear and anger, thinking of me, meaning the self, take refuge in me, surrender to me. Meaning, surrender to the knowledge, surrender to that higher entity. Purified by the fire of knowledge. Fire destroys everything. So in this case, it means the fire of knowledge destroys our desires. You do this and you will eventually attain self-realization. Any questions? That's just a recap of what we did last week. Yeah, everyone good? See, the scriptures say the same thing over and over again in different ways until the penny drops. That's all he's trying to do. We all know, but we don't know. 
See, to, so the Lord keeps repeating the same thing, same thing until one day it clicks. And that's, that's why it is, that's why it's like this. Okay, so the second topic we're beginning today explains the self's relationship with action. What role does the self play, Atman play? in our life. Krishna uses me and I to mean Atman, the self within. So whenever the reference is to me or I, it means the Atman, the self within. Yeah? Okay. So we'll take up verse 11. <laughs> Manushya Partha Sarvasaha. Howsoever men approach me, even so do I satisfy them. Men tread my path in all ways, O Partha. Whosoever men approach me, even so do I satisfy them. Men tread my path in all ways, O Partha. Now, it doesn't only apply to men, yeah, Emma? Men also means women. Just to clarify here, yeah, all beings. What's it saying? It's saying the self in Krishna is the same self in all of us, one and all. Yeah. The self in Lord Krishna is the same self in us. What does the self do in a human being? What role does the self play? What role does the self play, Venita? It's uh, like a, it plays a neutral role. It doesn't do actions for you. It just... It's like you're in its vessel, I suppose. It doesn't have, it doesn't ask you to do anything. Your actions are what you do, but it's an awareness within you. Yeah. More simple than that. What does the role of the self in all of us? What role does it play? It experiences what you're doing. Through this body, mind, and intellect. So, what was that, Shilavan? We lost. Sorry, we lost you there. Okay, it's it's just a witness and experience through this body, mind, and intellect. Okay, you see, guys, are too deep. You you've gone too deep for me now. Can't answer questions in a simple manner. 
It's the enlivening principle in all activities. It's the enlivening principle in all beings. Just like electricity is the enlivening principle in all gadgets, the self is the enlivening principle in all activities. Yeah, That's the role it plays. It enlivens us. Without the self, we cannot function. The self is the source of all actions. You can say God, Brahman, Atman, whatever. Is the source of all actions. Be they good, bad, or neutral. The actions could be good, bad, or neutral. But without the self, you cannot act whatsoever. But the self does not interfere with the choice of action, the kind of action you perform. Self has nothing to do with it. The self does not interfere what you decide to do. Who decides the kind of action? Who decides the kind of action? The self enlivens, but who decides how to act? In an individual, who, what decides? Your personality, your mind. Mind, mind and intellect. The action is decided by your mind and intellect. We cannot blame God or praise God for when things go right. We cannot blame God for when things go wrong in our life. It's not nothing to do with God. It's down to us. We have freedom of choice. We have free will to act. You can't say, God, why me? You because you did wrong <laughs> in the past or whenever. We are the architect. We are the planner of our own future. So we're explaining the role of the self in a human being. Different types of people use the self to follow their own path of action. But without the self, no action can take place. Is that clear, Dharmesh? Dharmesh is going to give me a, another answer. Go on, Dharmesh, go for it. We say this, but I, I disagree with you. Okay. You agree. Go on. I the like self, it when you disagree. The self is petrol. The yep. car is God. Mm -hmm. Design God. So we're only playing out what we've been given mm. by the self, for itself. Mm -hmm. We can believe that we have free will. Yeah. But desires come from God. They are God's mm. actions. The first desire must come from God. Otherwise, we would be the self all the time. Mm -hmm. So what do we do then? Why do we all behave different ways then? Does God make people act bad? The self wants to experience everything, isn't it? Why? <laughs> it's Puripurna. Self is Puripurna, means all fulfilled. Why does it want to experience? The self don't want to experience anything. It's individual human beings that want to experience everything. Yes, you can say everything is the self, and it is. 
But that free will is given to human beings to go and experience whatever they want to experience. So we can't live our life based on that understanding. Because we're not, we're, we're all very different. We're all in different places. So yeah, ultimately, as, you, as, we, as we said, it is, everything is Brahman. How many people think of Brahman? So, the self, Brahman, Atman, is the enlivening factor, but we have free will to decide what to do. You have free will to turn the video on or off while I'm talking. Yeah. You have that free will. You decide that. But do I, or is it because I have a desire that I want to stay in the class? It, that desire comes from your own past action. See, your desire is different from when it does desire. Your desire is different from your brother, your family's, your, your parents' desire. Because you want to experience different things than them. You're here in this class. Your brother's not here in this class. He doesn't want to experience this. So everyone's different. And the desires come from your own past actions. That's why karma, everyone's karma is different. Made up of their own past actions. Otherwise everyone will be the same. So, different types of people use the self in different ways, in different actions. But without the self, no action can take place. So just remember that. Brahman, the self in each being is speaking. Whatever way you use me, I cater to that. Dhamish. The Lord is saying, whatever way you use me, I cater to that. Up to you. But, Dharmesh, it also says, the self declares that all people tread only my path, but in many ways. You with me, Dharmesh? All the self declares all people tread only my path, but in different ways, in many ways. A terrorist cannot terrorize without the self, Atman. A doctor can't save lives without the self, Atman. Person can't gain self-realization without the self. The self says, you use me how you want. It's down to you. Does that clarify things? Use me how you want. We're talking in the class. You turn your video on if you want. It's up to you. Then the example is given. Petrol in a car. Yeah? As you mentioned, car can have an accident and everyone dies in that car. Yeah? Without petrol, the accident could not have occurred. Correct? That accident couldn't have occurred without petrol in the car because the car wouldn't move. But you can't blame petrol for the accident, can you?
The car has an accident, everyone dies. But without the petrol, the accident could not have occurred because the car would not move. But you can't blame petrol for the accident, can you? Why are you petrol? Where did I fill up from? Esso. This is bad petrol. Look, I had an accident. You can't say that. But if the car ran out of petrol before the accident, there would be no accident. Petrol in an ambulance saves lives. But you can't say petrol saves lives. This is the uh, comparison to the, the way the self operates in us human beings. So petrol is saying, I don't create accidents. I don't save lives. I am neutral. How the person drives the car is up to them, isn't it? The guy, you can drive 150 miles an hour. You can drive 30 miles an hour. That's up to you. Petrol is the same. You can drive like a maniac. That's up to you. Petrol is the same. Similarly, Atman, self, says, without me, a human being cannot act. But I'm not responsible for the kind of actions you perform. That's up to you. The choice of action is yours. You perform good actions or bad actions. That's down to you. Any questions? Does that, it, it, we're just explaining in many different ways the role of the self so we can have an understanding. Men and women tread my path in all ways. All paths are the path of the self. But Jashnabin, make sense? The role of the self. You're nodding your head. You can't nod the head without the self. But the choice is yours to nod or not. Okay. Ravi. The second topic, verses 11 to 18, explains the self's relationship with action. Krishna again uses me and I to mean Atman, the self within. The self in Krishna is the self in one and all. It is the enlivening principle in all activities of all beings. It enlivens the eyes to see, ears to hear, all sense organs to perceive and to act. It enlivens the mind to feel emotions, the intellect to conceive thoughts and ideas. The self is the prim primeval source of actions, be they good, bad or neutral. It does not distinguish between the good and the bad. It supports all activities. Without the self, no action can take place. Different types of people use the self to follow their own path of action. A sage meditating in a Himalayan cave uses the self to realize the self. A criminal uses the self to perpetrate 
heinous crimes. People make use of the self in whatever way they choose, regardless of the merit or demerit of the action. Hence the self, through the words of Krishna, declares that all people tread only my path in many ways. All paths are the path of the self. This concept becomes clear with the example of petrol and the movement of cars. Petrol is the source of movement in all cars, but it has no say in the mode of usage. It gives equal support to both good and bad driving. Similarly, the self, God does not interfere with your choice of action. Your mind and intellect decide the path of action. God remains ever neutral towards the modes of action. Not understanding this, people praise God for putting them on the right track in life and blame him when things go wrong. So it's not God's fault what happens to you. You can't blame God for your situation. Only you're responsible. Only we're responsible. Any questions? So, if God doesn't play a role in anything, I've asked this many times, then who are we praying to? And what is the grace of God? So, okay. We've shown the role of what God does, the role God plays in our life. This verse is telling us that it enlivens us. It allows us to function. Yeah, it's the spirit within us. We are body, mind, intellect, and the spirit. Yeah, without the spirit, we couldn't function. That's the role of God in our lives. Yeah, that's what this verse is saying. Now, what you're asking about grace of God, yeah, is slightly more deep, which we don't want to go into it because we want to keep on track of what we're doing today. Yeah, but that'll come later in another verse. Yeah. Who are we praying to? We're praying to that spirit that allows us to function, that allows us to be alive. That higher entity that's created the world, who we really are, that's who we're praying to. That one day we and that spirit become one. This is what we're praying for. Or this is what we should be praying for. We probably pray for other things, but that's really what our prayers should be for. To take us out of this world, not keep us in it. Yeah. Okay. Verse 12. Gangsan Takarmanam Siddhim Yajanta Iha Devataha Shipram Himanuse Loke Siddhir Pavati Karmaja Gangsan Takarmanam Siddhim Dim Yajanta Iha Devataha Shipram Himanuse Loke 
सिद्धिर्भवती कर्मचा They who long for success in action hear sacrifice to the gods. For quickly indeed success is born of action in the human world. They who long for success in action hear sacrifice to the gods. For quickly indeed success is born of action in the human world. Sounds cryptic. but it's quite simple you all know this in all religions it says you should think of god islam you pray five times a day they call call you to pray five times a day so you can think of god in those five times it keeps you going for the day reminds you of that higher in christianity you're meant to go to church at least every sunday in that environment you think of god in all religions there's this aspect of thinking of the higher in all religions there's only one god islam it's allah christianity's father in heaven yeah there's only one god But in Hinduism, there are hundreds of gods, and this can be confusing. I'm a Shiva devotee. I'm a Vishnu devotee. I believe in Mataji. How many gods there are? But you have to understand, there's only one God. referred to as brahman atman or self if you don't like those names you can call it pure consciousness it doesn't matter what you label it the spirit it's up to you what you want to call it everyone with me any questions before we move on there's only one god yeah when this verse it says sacrifice to the gods anyone know what this means why is it referred to god why are there so many gods in uh, in uh, in hinduism there's only one god why would it say gods anyone Yeah, Dharmesh. It's to remind us that every action we take or any pursuit we have is God-related. Mm-hmm. Thank you for every action we take. Mm-hmm. Remind us of God, and sometimes we forget, or we 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 should really say that every action we do is God-related because we're doing it for something, and so mm-hmm. every, every God has a reminder of. why we pursuing it okay yeah you know sort of there ball part lenita so it, uh actions are of materialistic value but while pursuing those actions we have contact with the self by doing that so if like say you do lakshmi pujan your your material aspect of that is gaining wealth from 
that goddess, but ultimately you're in contact with the self as well with with Lakshmi that's why there's also one day you might think well who is this person giving me all this money and that aspect is what when you come to that question of what God realization hopefully would be yeah good 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 answer see most people are not interested in pursuing God especially in this day and age most people are not interested in pursuing God you go to church on a Sunday, see how many people are there. You know, you go into a temple, how many people are there? Most people aren't interested. They focus all their attention on what? Anyone? What are they constantly thinking of? What are all beings constantly thinking of? What are they thinking of? What are you all thinking of? Shilavan? Uh, it's how to achieve the next thing you want in your life. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Anybody else? What's the? What does everyone think of? Damesh, what does everyone think of? To obtain happiness. Obtain happiness. Name, yeah. fame. Yeah. Material and sensual world. Everyone's thinking of material and sensuality. How to fulfill the five senses. That's what everybody's thinking of. Your thoughts are not on God. Sunday morning, 10.30 to 11.30, it is. But otherwise, after that, it's material and sensual world. Foot world Cup is starting now. Everyone will be attention on the World Cup. It's all material, sensual. Worldly things, name, fame, power, wealth. This is what is on everyone's mind. This is what attracts most of us. It's a fact. You look around you, even if you're not like that, look around you, everyone's only interested in that. This is where the human mind is. No one has time to think of God. Do you agree, disagree? Yeah, agree? Satish Bhai, agree? Good. Not you, Satish Bhai. I'm talking to everybody else. Minds are on sensual and material things. So these great saints, thousands of years ago, noticed this behavior in human beings. This mind is always going to this worldly things. They're never thinking of God. What, what can we do? This is their thoughts. What can we do? So, very ingenious. They all had a meeting, these saints. They all had a meeting and they decided wherever the mind went, they planted God and goddesses. Wherever the mind went, they planted gods and goddesses. Ingenious. How did they do that? By associating a material goal with an idol, a limited God. So wherever your mind went, they placed a God, a goddess, related to that pursuit. So when you pursue that desire, there's a God there. 
you're reminded of God, the supreme self, while you're pursuing the desired objects of the world. Any clarifications? Does that make sense? Did I explain it properly? Wherever the mind went, they put a god and goddess. So, instead of telling you to take time out of your worldly pursuits and think of God, which is impossible, they planted gods wherever the mind's mind went. Whatever the mind pursued, they planted a god. The Indians, man, they're smart. <laughs> No going to church, nothing. Wherever the mind went, they had a God there. So you want your business to do well, you want to make money, you do a Lakshmi Puja in the shop or office before opening. Please let me have lots of money today. Let the business be successful. You're thinking of God. While you're pursuing wealth. You want to pass your exam. You pray to Goddess Saraswati before your exam. Please help me get an A grade. God. Material pursuit. Thinking of the higher. Before wedding. Bride's family. Groom's family. What do they do? Ganesh Puja. No obstacles come in the path of the marriage. Let them be happy. Lord Ganesh, please help them in their new life together. Thinking of God while pursuing material goals. Buy a new home. What do you do before you move in? Puja, bless this house. We can be happy living here. So you're thinking of God all the time while you're pursuing objects and beings in the world. Ingenious. Only an Indian can do that. In India, they even do a puja when they buy a car. Protect my car and us when we are driving it. Let me have no accidents. Everything is divinized. That's why you, when you go to India, there's so many small temples. You, you're just walking down the road and there's a small temple. You can't walk in. It's just murti outside. So people can do a quick prayer while they're going on with their life. On the way to work, college, you can do a quick prayer. Any questions? So the Lord is saying, materials, goals in life is easily attainable. It's not difficult. You just need to put in the right effort. You want to achieve anything materially, you put in the right effort, you'll get it. It's not that difficult. But spiritual pursuits is a lot more difficult. You need to put in a lot more effort than worldly pursuits. You want to reach self-realization, you need to put a lot more effort. Why is that, anyone? Why do you have to put more effort in spiritual development? Any idea? Actually, 
Personally, I think spiritual development is not difficult with the right effort. But the reason it is deemed difficult is because you have to take your mind out of worldly desires to pursue the spiritual path. And it's the withdrawing the mind out of the world that is difficult, not the actual pursuit of spiritual development, but taking the mind out of the world is very difficult. So that's where all the effort goes. Once you have done that, it is not difficult. It's all laid out for us in the scriptures, what to do. Once your desires are reduced, you start meditating, focus on the last desire, find a quiet place, continue to meditate, and you become one with Brahman. The problem is the mind goes to the world all the time. So it's the withdrawal of the mind is the difficulty. So worldly goals are far easier to fulfill than spiritual goals. Any questions? So there is only one God, yes? Remember that. All the other gods are to help you gain material, sensual, fulfill the five senses. So if you're praying to the self, you don't need to pray to any other gods. Yeah? Is that clear? Shishnabin? Sil. The verse speaks of material pursuits in the world. Those interested in gaining success in their lives must sacrifice for the particular goals of their choice. God's devda here refers to the material goals. Most people focus all their attention on the material world and rarely on their divine self. They discard God within and run after sense objects. The ancient Hindu sages noticed people's extrovert nature and their consequent suffering. They struck at an ingenious plan. They divinized practically everything in the material world since people usually directed their attention extrovertedly. By this plan, the mind is reminded of the Supreme even while engaging in the desired objects of the world. For instance, wealth is personified as Goddess Lakshmi. So a person who runs after material wealth will remember the Goddess in all his transactions. Thus, a touch of divinity is lent to his material pursuits. Another word to note in the verse is sacrifice, yajante. To gain success in any field, you must sacrifice your personal and selfish interests for the sake of the goal in mind. A person in business needs to put in long hours of hard work sometimes overlooking his personal life and comforts in order to succeed in business field. The same applies to the professional or an artist or anyone seeking material well-being. These material successes are no, not difficult to gain, for quickly indeed success follows concerted effort. In saying this, the verse implies that compared to spiritual pursuits, 
all terrestrial pursuits meet with success easily. Thank you. Any questions? So the role of the self is to enliven us. What we do is our business. How we do it is our business. Limited goals, limited gods. So we don't forget to think of the higher while we're in the world. Yeah? Good. We'll do the last verse. Verse 13. Chaturvarnyamaya sristam Gunakarma vipagasaha Tasya kartarama pimam Vidya kartarama vyayam Chaturvarnyamaya sristam Gunakarma vipagasaha Tasya kartarama pimam the fourfold caste was created by me according to the differentiation of guna, quality and action. Though I am its author, know me to be the non-doer and immutable. Once again, the role of the self. Krishna declares that the four castes in India, there's four castes that people are aware of. Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaisya, Sudra. Krishna is saying they all emanate from the self. What are the castes based on? What are the castes based on? Different castes. What's it based on? Your uh, families. Um like your professions and things like that okay yeah in a way it is but that's the wrong way that's how it is based you're absolutely right people in 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 india they'll they'll see it as the family the a Brahm, a person born in a brahman family must be considered a brahman uh, uh, a brahmin that is how it, they consider it but it's wrong Vanita. It's based on your um, your personality. That's how it was based on your personality. So if you are a Shastriya, then you're a doer. So you're a Karma Yogi. So you then go out and do physical stuff. I suppose mm -hmm. if you're a, a Brahm, if you're a Brahman or Brahman, then you're educated and you would do things like that. So it is based on your personality, based on your Vasnas, I suppose, as well, isn't it? Yeah. So, first of all, Brahmana, Brahmin priests, Kshatriya, fighters, yeah, physical, Vaisya, business people, traders, Sudra, they don't have much qualifications. They are more laborers. Those are the four different distinct qualities. So this caste system was established by the sages as an intelligent allocation of work. Who should do what work? Depending on their mental temperament. Tamas, Rajas, Sattva, you know, a, Bra a, Brahm uh, a, a Brahmin will have a sattvic mind. 
business will have a logistic mind action 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 that's how it's based on it wasn't a birthright and unfortunately it has become you're brahmin you're upper caste if you're a vaishya sudra you're lower caste untouchable all that wasn't there it was based on what you are capable your capacity was to do depends on the mental temperament anyone can do any job if you're spiritual you can become a a priest in fact you think about it all the countries have the same thing it's only that in india it's been labeled as the caste system but how is it any different in this country even here there are laborers people driving car uh, lorries working in the supermarket work they're all laborers then there's business people vaisha warriors people in the army navy priests in the churches it's no different in this country we just we don't label it people do what they want to do isn't it based on what their capacity is this verse is saying the self is the primeval source of gunas self supports the thoughts based on their vasnas so everyone acts based on their vasnas and they can do whatever they want based on their capacity you want to bravi become a priest nothing stopping you even though you may come from a business family you can become a priest if you have the capacity vanita you're strong enough you want to join the army nothing stopping you doesn't matter what your background is it's all down to the individual person the self enlivens everything everyone vanita Krishna continues to speak as the supreme self responsible for all activities in the world noble and ignoble without the self no activity can take place yet the self does not act the verse describes it as a non-doer and immutable the self is like an electric current which enables many different electrical appliances to function but it itself does nothing it is a non-doer also the current can affect many changes through the appliances but itself remains changeless it changes solid to liquid and liquid to gas yet remains immutable in this verse the self claims to be and have created the fourth caste as well the castes are based on the three types of mental qualities called gunas tamas is the lowest state of mind steeped in ignorance and inertia rajas is a passionate desirous and agitated state sattva is equanimous serene and poised a human being consists of all these three gunas the different combinations of these gunas create the four castes called varnas brahmana kshatriya vaishya and sudra the classification of castes exists all over the world at one time the sages of india systematized 
and established this classification. They then followed it up with an intelligent allocation of work, karma, a division of labor depending on the mental temperament of each individual. The Brahma performed the duty of spiritual teachers and advisors because it suited its temperament. The Shastriya, more prone to leadership and welding weapons, protected and fought for the society. Vaishyas practiced business and trade. The Sudra lacked any particular skill. He performed manual work. The four divisions were created for the smooth and well-ordered trans transactions of life's business. No law prohibited anyone from taking up the work he liked based on his temperament, not birthright. There were no rigidity in the division. Each system existed naturally all over the world, through, though perhaps not prescribed and practiced in, as in India. The pure consciousness in the primeval source of all these gunas, without consciousness, nothing takes place. Consciousness supports external activities. It, is, it also supports the internal thoughts. Forces, force based on vasanas, which create gunas and karmas. Krishna being the pure consciousness states that he is the author of the castes in the world. Thank you. Lord Krishna says, I am the pure consciousness. I am the author of the castes in the world, meaning everything is Brahman. Everything comes from the self. Any questions? So, any questions? So we covered three verses today. The last verse is, uh, there isn't any philosophy in there, it's just a state of things. Yes, Vanita? So basically, if I'm doing a job and it's causing me as agitation, because it goes against my, uh, like, my personality, then I'm hindering my progress. Yeah, so you you'd be agitated. All the time. So I'm doing a job and I'm working to make money, but also it could be a hindrance because it's not, it goes against, like, say if I'm lazy and I have to wake up and go to work at 5 a.m., It'll go against my personality, so I, I, it would be difficult for me to do that. Yes. So you have to get a job based on your vasanas or based on your personality, isn't it? Yes. Then you'll be happier. So then you can move forward in other things. If, have tamasic, if you have a tamasic nature, you can't get up at five o'clock. You won't get up till nine o'clock. So you need to get a job working from home or what, a job that starts at 12 noon. <laughs> Okay. But then, no, I know it's funny, maybe you may laugh at it, but he would then be able to do that, isn't it? There's no way he can do a job that's going to start at five, six o'clock in the morning because he's got a tamasic nature. But give him a job starting at noon, then he'll be saying, okay, no problem, I can do that. So he has to go with your nature, otherwise he'll be miserable. You won't even last that long in the job if to start at five o'clock. Within a month, he'll be saying, I quit. It's against his nature. We're stuck in that entrapment, really, because we have no realization of what. Well, we have to figure out that first, isn't it? So we're all stuck in entrapment. In, in like, if you're not, if you're born in a Brahmin family and you have no vasanas or no, you don't, yeah, you don't have any. You're stuck, isn't it? Really, 
you're not going to move forward in life because you're doing something you don't it goes against your nature but how many people would do spiritual uh take you know be be do spiritual work if they don't have any um you know that if, if that nature doesn't allow if they don't have that nature it's difficult for them to do that they may be forced to do it it's that uh, example i gave last time you know the uh, doctor he built a hospital and he wanted his son the only son to be a doctor yeah but he wanted to be a mechanic even though he became a doctor is miserable you know he wanted to be an engineer so you may be able to do it but you you won't develop you'll find it a hindrance so it's best to to do some action that is some, do an action that is goes 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 doesn't go against your nature. Yeah, it's like swimming downstream or swimming upstream. It takes a lot more effort to swim upstream than downstream. But people don't understand that. It's only when you read this and you learn this, you can make, that's why they say, you know, spiritual knowledge helps your life go smoother because it gives you an understanding of life, understanding of yourself. Only then you can um, tailor your life to make yourself happy. So you need this knowledge to, for peace and happiness. Is it okay, Benita? If you're miserable in your job, it might be because it's the wrong job for you. Any other clarifications? Great. Okay. So we will um, take up the next few verses next Sunday. Have a good, good day, good weekend.